Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Okay, here we go. Some very big news and some very important news for and to the Miami Marlins earlier today. Sources have indicated to Jesse Rogers, Stephen of ESPN, that Tim Anderson is in agreement on a one-year $5 million deal with the Miami Marlins. I don't know if we are to go to the extent to say the Marlins got their guy. It is yet to be seen if they were after him all along. The Marlins and Tim Anderson have been linked over the course of the last couple of weeks. Um, a name that you brought up earlier this winter, but the bottom line is that the Marlins, now this is pending a physical, and that's very important because he does have a pretty nasty history with injuries but if everything checks out and Tim Anderson becomes a Miami Marlin he is going to be the opening day shortstop and the Marlins have acquired a two-time all-star a silver slugger award winner a batting title champion in 2019 and then as recently as 2022 an all-star who hit 301 with a 339 on base percentage he is a very good player and the Miami Marlins apparently have themselves a bona fide shortstop now for 2024. Uh, Kyle, great to be here. Very excited. Uh, I cannot wait to get up now, especially after not official. And Kyle made it very clear. It's not official. It's pending a physical, but this is outstanding news for the Miami Marlins. This is a guy that we've kind of had our eye on in the off season. Kyle, I even remember back on the, the trade deadline, there was some rumblings about possibly getting Tim Anderson. They ended up making a trade with the White Sox. It was for Jake Berger. I'm ecstatic about this. Um, this, to me, puts the Marlins in a different position. And I also think um, there's so many things I want to hit on. I think the influence with Jazz Chisholm Jr., we saw him on social media. I don't know if it played any part, but that is the luxury of having someone like Jazz on your team, of course, on the field, but off the field. He's got good relationships. Him and Tim, Tim Anderson are close. I don't know how much that influenced it, but I the first person I thought of was Jazz, at least, um, you know, sort of recruiting. And it was funny, Kyle, like when we had Josh Bell do his media availability, I was actually going to ask him, hey, with someone like Anderson, are you doing the recruiting? Who is that guy for the Marlins that is, you know, going out and possibly making a phone call? Maybe you thought it was Jake Berger, but um, this is another sign where, this is the culture and this is the place where possibly players want to be. And this is another nice signing for Miami. And obviously the most lucrative one, I think it's 5 billion, whatever it may be. But dude, I, I just think this instantly makes this team. I don't want to say much better, maybe more of a playoff contender than they absolutely, already were. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm fired up for it. What to you sticks out about what can Anderson bring to this team immediately? Well, somebody to play shortstop every day. And I think from what Are you, I you think, like his defense? Yes, very, very, very much so. You know, he, he's not a gold glover, but he's a bona fide shortstop. He is an eight-year veteran in Major League Baseball. Um, you know, from an offensive standpoint, and I, I have no qualms about his defense, um, and I even think I saw Jake Berger was quoted as saying somewhere on Twitter today, maybe he gave the quote recently, but that when he's on and when he's really good, he's an electric player. Yep. That is Tim Anderson. This, to me, and, and I, I don't want to make a gross exaggeration because Miguel Rojas put together a couple of very good years a couple of seasons ago. This will be the most electric shortstop the Marlins have had, in my opinion, since Hanley Ramirez. Yep. Yep. I don't think that's a stretch if he can bounce back after, by his standards, what was a very bad 2023. Shortstop is a position in the major leagues that is very, very hard to platoon. You need somebody that's healthy to go out there and run out there 140 times a year to be a signal caller, to be a captain. Um, I think the narrative on Tim Anderson has changed over the years for whatever reason. I think he's gotten a rap for not being a great guy. Um, I'm not going to rush to that judgment because everything that I've heard, he's a really awesome human being. He might be a little bit more quiet and reserved and doesn't talk to the media a whole lot, but you know, who, who who the heck is the past judgment based off of um, his comfortability and talking to others? I mean, that's crazy to me. So I think this is a great move. The Marlins needed a shortstop, and it's it's fun to dream now about even an infield of Josh Bell, Luis Arise, Tim Anderson, and Jake Berger. Yummy. Like, that's yummy. Oh, you, right. Those are major league baseball players that have proven that they belong at this level. This will create more depth. We've talked a lot about depth. This might mean that John Birdie is out of a starting job, but to have him on the bench every single night and the ability to play all over the field, make two or three spot starts when the summer rolls Tremendous. along. He'll end yep. up playing full time, what, what it amounts to, because guys will get hurt and he'll end up running out there four or five days a week because guys will need to get off their feet. Bottom line to me, um, and by the way, our, our long national nightmare is now over. The Marlins have signed. Oh, my God. Can we now know. shut up about that, please? Yeah, so the Marlins have apparently signed Tim Anderson to a one-year $5 million deal. I would say if the market for Anderson was a bit more lofty during the offseason, he probably would not be a Marlin if somebody was willing to give him two years and But that's the beauty of this $16 million. new president of baseball operations, Kyle. He didn't do it. He waited and he waited and he got his bang for his buck. I don't care if he hits 245 again. It's still a really low risk, high reward sign. He got Tim Anderson for $5 million for, five. for a year. I, I agree. And I, I don't necessarily think it's the Marlins were waiting it out. I think they had a price point that they were willing to go to. And if it got to a, a comfortable position where they were willing to offer Tim Anderson a deal like this, um, I'm sure Anderson would have loved $10 million in multiple sure. years somewhere. Sure. It's just not what the market was dictating. Um, it's, to me, just a super move. I do not know him. So it's I don't want to pass judgment and say, He's a captain and a leader, but from what everything I've read, he's a really good human that really loves playing baseball. Probably a little misunderstood. I, I totally agree. I think he is fiery. I think he is more than willing to have the back of his teammates. Um, this is a fantastic, fantastic move for the Marlins. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, I, I, we can go in a myriad of different directions here. A couple of things we need to hit on. Um, he also is a guy, if he's healthy... 
He's super athletic. Kyle, this team was not athletic last year. Other than Jazz, who was out for, you know, felt like most of the year, this is a team that doesn't steal a lot of bases. John Birdie didn't steal nearly as much as we probably thought with the new rules. Luisa Rise doesn't steal. Josh Bell's not going to steal. Mm -hmm. DLC, Jesus Sanchez. This instantly makes you more athletic, too. It's a guy in Tim Anderson. Last year, stole 13 bases, 13 the year before that, 18. His career high was 26 in 2018. He's going to help you out with uh, with uh, from, from that standpoint. Um, where he bats in the lineup, that is my next question here. How do you sort of finagle him? Because you can make the case he can bat maybe in that, in that cleanup area. I almost like him in the leadoff spot as well. I know Luisa Rice took the reins there, but where can you see Tim Anderson bouncing around in the lineup? Well, he spent the majority of last season leading off when he was healthy for the White Sox. I think Luisa Rice has got to be your table setter. Um, unless unless there is intrigue with Anderson leading off, who's going to have more speed than a rise. A rise obviously puts the ball in play. He would be a double play candidate because he doesn't run great. And he's obviously always putting the ball in play and hitting 350. If you go back to 2022, I, I want to bring this up to see exactly um, what things looked like for Anderson. And let, let me just bring this up because last season he primarily – um, let off for those guys. Um, I'll, I'll find it. I, I, because again, this is all very fresh, so I haven't had uh, too much. You're trying to look at his to, numbers to, when he was to, leading off. Um, no, no, no. I, I, I can see that. I, I wanted to go back, um, a couple of years and see batting positions order. Um, he hit 254 out of the leadoff spot last year when he was an all-star in 2022. I, um, his batting positions order here. Uh, let me just grab it real quick. Here we go. I, I just want to take a look. Uh, so he, he exclusively hit leadoff in 2022, uh, when he hit 301. And then again, that, that kind of got side right, you know, sidetracked on him. He only played in 79 games. If you go back to 2021, when he was also an all-star, when he hit 309, um, or the last five he, years, he he was over 100, 123 man. games in 2022, or I'm sorry, in 2021, he was primarily the leadoff hitter. So he's very accustomed to leading off. Maybe, maybe that is the spot. Maybe I shouldn't be so quick to say a rise should just be the leadoff man because Anderson's going to provide a little bit more speed. Um, he's also going to provide a little more thump. Yep. And if he can get on in front of a rise, you've got a really good opportunity to score. And again, when you sign major league players with a track record like Tim Anderson's, your lineup instantly, instantly. gets longer, instantly, much longer yep. and, and much more meaty. There's How this... different did it look when we got Josh Bell and Jake Berger? Certainly. You know, just Certainly. from that standpoint, now you add Tim Anderson and you start to look one through six. I mean, let's just, we don't have to do an order. Arise, Anderson, Bell, Berger, Jazz, and um, I feel like I'm missing one guy. Jazz, Arise, Anderson, Burger, Bell, Bell, Berger. All right, whatever. Sure. Top De La five, Cruz, then. Sanchez. And I, yeah, I mean, and I love De La Cruz. I mean, you put De La Cruz at like the sixth spot. I mean, that, that you know... At points, De La Cruz was batting fifth and fourth, and you know, and he was very streaky. Just, At points, he would go on yeah. a tear over two weeks. He was sitting three hundred. Now, the the one thing that we continue to talk about, and it's a valid point this offseason, is how do the Marlins make up for some of the power lost by Jorge Soler? Well, if you just inherently assume that guys that are younger, De La Cruz and Sanchez, are just going to give you maybe four or five more homers apiece, you put Tim Anderson into the mix. If he just bounces back, he's a ten to fifteen homer candidate out of the leadoff spot. He's not going to be as bad as he was last year. No. And by the way, this is a guy, I believe he's only ever played in 
five or seven career playoff games. So he's 30, about to turn 31. Yeah, he'll turn 31 years old on June 23rd. You better believe when you come to a culture like this that, like, you want to get to the postseason, man. Like, that's what he's going to be playing for. So Absolutely. And he's this, also, like you said, Kyle, he's on a one-year deal. So whether he's with Miami moving forward, you're going to get, I want to say, the best version of Tim Anderson from a mental standpoint. He knows if he goes out here and he hits 300 and he hits 20 home runs, a, a team's going to pay a lot of money for him at shortstop yep. the following year. Yep. I mean, you are getting everything. You're getting him at a really nice price. You're getting him at a really nice time where he's going to instantly be your starting shortstop. I know Skip won't say that, but I think we can assume that. And you're going to get a guy that is on a one-year deal, which uh, just really is in your favor when it comes to uh, where you want to go. And it is the postseason, and you do have the two spots, catcher and and shortstop. It's just massive. It, it is. It's a home run, um, unless you know disaster happens and he gets hurt. Uh, but even then, Kyle, I just I, I'm very very happy about this move. Yeah, I, I I mean, look, the the big component here is the injury history, and that that is not something to kind of turn a blind eye to. And again, that's why he still has to undergo a physical that needs to clear. That that to me is a a very real thing, um, and, and we'll see how that transpires. And the injuries have not been good, um, knee sprains. He had a left middle finger issue a couple of years ago. Uh, so the knee was bad last season. Um, he had a groin issue back in 2022 as well, left hamstring strains. He has strained his right groin back in 2020. So he has a lengthy history with injuries. Um, I, I I would expect him to pass his physical. I, I trust I his staff. Um, yeah. So Lee Meyer does an incredible job. You know, for me, if you have a lineup of Arise, Anderson, Bellberger, Chisholm, De La Cruz, Sanchez, and you know, I, I do think a guy like Avi Garcia is probably going to be your designated hitter on opening day. And Another bounce wanna, back candidate. And whether you want Bethancourt or Fortes catching, that's a that's a real lineup. That's a major league lineup that can do some damage and can hit some homers with Berger and Chisholm alone. Jess Chisholm hit 26 homers last year, right? And he played how many games? I mean, um, it, look, and this isn't all about power, but I know it's a big top talking point. Anderson's going to provide a little bit more. Uh, he hit what Jazz hit 19 homers last year um, and 350 at bats. So he, you know, he's primed to hit 30 if he can stay healthy. Anyway, this is a very good move. This is a very, very good move for the Marlins. They have a shortstop that not not a not a guy they think they can play shortstop. And this is gonna this is gonna create a lot more competition because you know we have talked about some guys like Avidal Bruhan. You know you wonder what this possibly looks like for him now. He's a guy that's out of options. I the know. Marlins make the they move for him. Make a move. Yeah, you know, I, forty I, man. Now. If you well, the forty man is going to be easy. They can put Sandy Alcantara, who has not yet been 60, placed on yeah, the sixty yeah. man injured yeah. list. They can put him there to open up the forty man sure. spot. Now, it just with Anderson in the mix, you could still carry a Bruhan. Nick Gordon is going to be on the team if he's healthy. John Birdie, and uh, so you're going to have a four man bench. It's going to be Birdie, Gordon if they don't have him starting. If it's Bruhan, and then either Fortes or Bethancourt, you're going to need a lot of depth from the AAA level. Um, they're going to have a little bit of that with Kurt Casale. Maybe Casale makes the team. You, you, you never know, but Trey Mancini is there. 
Um, that's going to be a tough decision at the end of spring. If he plays well, Troy Johnson, another guy, Xavier Edwards, Jonah Bride, Jacob Amaya. So and I say all that, that, that depth is real. It's that real is depth. That it's has real. Not been here in recent seasons. You're going to need that. You're going to have 20, 25 guys play positions when it's all said and done. But the acquisition of Tim Anderson gives you not only a bona fide shortstop, it's also creating more depth. And it kind of lets that train stay on the tracks in the middle of the summer when you need guys. So I'm thrilled with the decision. Again, this is all hearsay. This has not been confirmed by the Marlins, but we wanted to hop on here and uh, give our thoughts. Yeah, closing thoughts here, Kyle. Um, again, just super Super excited that the Marlins landed someone like Tim Anderson. Mm -hmm. There's so many positive things that come to mind. We've pretty much hit on all of them. Just the hitting ability, defensive ability, athleticism, can steal bases. Uh, the big question is going to be the cultural thing. I'm not really worried about that. Skip Schumacher's done a great job. And I think, um, you know, Jazz and Skip knows, and by the way, Skip would be privy to this over the last couple of weeks if he, if, if, Skip would be approached about, hey, what do you think about Tim Anderson? I promise you made Skip Skip made phone calls, and Skip would have been outspoken if he said, I don't want that guy. And he which probably leads called me to his believe, guy Tony La Russa. Which, which, well, well, it leads me to believe, though, that Skip is under the impression from everybody he's talked to and a lot of people that he trusts that this that is a good dude. Page. Yep. This is yep. a good dude and a good player, and you're getting a hell of a guy and a, a really good ball player. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, it's just it's just exciting, man. It's really exciting uh, coming off a playoff appearance last year, 84 wins. And you felt like um, they kind of did it by the skin of their teeth as far as offensively. 29th in runs. Uh, that's going to change this year. I think they scored 690 runs. Um, that's going to change this year. And Tim Anderson is going to be a big part of that. It's just fun. It's fun now to think about that opener against Pittsburgh and to, to see that lineup because now it just looks, I don't know. I'm not like, I don't want to go as far as saying it's the missing puzzle piece, but it's like, it's like a, it's like a dish. You know, you, it felt like we had our steak, we had our potatoes, but we were missing like another piece on our plate. And it's just, it's nice to fill in someone like Anderson. It's not just, you're not getting, you know, you're not getting peas out of the can. You're getting sauteed broccoli. You're getting mm. sauteed, you know, Brussels this is going sprouts. sideways on you. This no, is it's not. I'm just sideways. telling you, it's now a filled plate of of a of a of a good meal. You know? I just think Tim Anderson would probably be more of your meat and potatoes, but I am following you too. You know what I'm saying? He is. I don't more think of a meat Tim Anderson guy. doesn't strike he's a, he's me as a, a yeah. He's a Victoria fillet. I'm yeah, not. He doesn't saying strike me as a piece sprout. of sautéed broccoli or a Brussels sprout, but I hear you. And another thing, sorry, John Birdie, I think is just your perfect utility guy. This you know, is better for him. He's better it's as better. a utility it's, player. It's it's a it'll be a lot for him. I'm not. I don't think. I think we both agree that John Birdie could potentially be a starter in this league, but he mm -hmm. is better suited for that utility role. I think this helps him a lot. Maybe eases off a little bit of that pressure, and he can do what he did last year. He was great in so many different roles. That's my final thought. Yep. Very good. All right. Let's get out of here. Um, for everybody listening, if you're listening prior to Saturday, Stephen and I, um, along with Rod Allen, first spring training broadcast is on Saturday, 105 first pitch against the Cardinals. Stephen will have Marlins on deck for you beginning at 1230. All of the action can be heard on MLB.com.